You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. We all need to protect our online accounts better. For most people, a weak password is all that's standing between our digital life and a hacker. And if that password is ever cracked or leaked, we're in big trouble. This is why a second layer of protection on our accounts is essential. It's referred to as many things. Two-factor authentication, two-step authentication, multi-factor authentication. They're trying to communicate the same thing. Derek Hansen is the VP of Standards and Alliances at Ubico, and he explained to me that there are many single-factor ways to authenticate an account. You can enter a password, enter a code that's sent to you via SMS, email, or an app, provide biometrics, use a digital key that only you have access to. When you start talking about multi-factor authentication, it basically is saying that any one of those factors used just by itself isn't actually secure. But if you use multiple tools layered on top of each other, if one of them ever gets compromised, your account is still secure. Multi-factor authentication kind of takes away the weaknesses that each of those things have by combining their strengths. We've done videos comparing different kinds of 2FA before, but now we wanted to do an entire video just focused on security keys, because they're one of the best ways to protect your accounts. They're also incredibly convenient. Using a hardware key is a lot faster than waiting for a text message, an email, or checking an app for a code. You just tap or you plug in and you go. The trouble is that for a beginner, security keys can seem a little intimidating. I'm looking for a security key. Sure thing, do you want Ubico, Thetis, Titan, Kensington? I'm unsure. Well, which protocols do you want supported? U2F, FIDO2, WebAuthn, PIV, PGP, SSH. Oh dear. And which connector? USB-A, USB-C, NFC, Bluetooth, Lightning? Um... And which model? We have the YubiKey 5 Series, FIPS, BIO, HSM, plain old security key. Stop! Using security keys for 2FA is actually super easy, despite how it may seem. In this video, we're going to demystify them and show you how to get started. If you want the best chance of fighting off phishing attacks, you will need one of these protecting your accounts. We'll give a quick recap of why security keys have better security than other 2FA options, what all the technical jargon means, and dive into which key is right for you. If you're just here for that, feel free to skip ahead. One note, there are many different companies that offer security keys and do similar things. In this video, we're going to focus on the products from a company called Ubico. This isn't a sponsored video. We actually don't do show sponsors. Ubico is just a well-known brand with a good reputation. A great place to start if you're getting your feet wet in the world of security keys. We'll dive into other brands in future videos. So let's begin with a quick recap of why other 2FA options are less secure. First, SMS 2FA. SMS is inherently insecure, text messages aren't encrypted and can be intercepted, and SIM swap attacks are unnervingly common. That's where an attacker convinces a mobile phone carrier to switch your number to a new SIM card that they control. Similarly, email to FA can be insecure if you haven't taken precautions to protect your email account. Authenticator apps are one of the better options out there. They're also referred to as TOTP apps, or time-based one-time passwords, and they usually generate a code that expires after a certain amount of time. One of the weaknesses that exists in all one-time password solutions is that it's based on a secret. A secret is a long string of digits that's used to generate each one-time code. Your app takes that secret, combines it with the current time, and transforms it via a complicated hashing function into a new code that the app spits out every 30 seconds or so. You store a copy of this secret on your device, but also there is a copy of that 
that secret on the server side. So the server is able to validate, did you type in the right thing based upon the secret that I have? Both the website and your device use the same secret to compute this code and then compare values. And if they match, the website says that you have permission to access the account. And that's called symmetrical because both parties have the exact same secret information. This is a weakness because if the website also has a copy of the secret, you're relying on them to store it securely. Ultimately, if you can get to that secret, you can impersonate the person that's supposed to have that secret. That is the risk of these systems. Luckily, most of the time, websites implement very strict security measures for their copy of the secret. They've protected those secrets with everything they possibly can because those are the keys to the kingdom. Authenticator apps are considered pretty robust for this reason, but there is still a risk that someone could theoretically steal the secret from the company. If the system is not properly designed, that scenario absolutely could occur. But the bigger risk actually comes from phishing attempts. You have to send that private code across the internet in order for the website to check it. And that could be intercepted via a man in the middle attack. You can give away that secret and you can unintentionally authenticate an attacker to your account. I just need to be in between you and the service that you're trying to get to trick you to click on a link that you're not supposed to. And the next thing you know, you've given me your credentials. It's just the weakness of the system design itself. So a better design is one where there's no shared secret at all and where you don't have to send a sensitive code across the internet. And that's where security keys come in. They're so good at neutralizing phishing attacks that when Google mandated that their employees all use security keys, successful phishing attacks against them ceased completely. So what is a physical security key? and what makes them so secure. It's basically a little device that looks just like a USB stick or dongle. And once you add one of these as 2FA on your account, not only will you have to type your password in going forward, you'll also have to have one of these devices in your possession in order to access your account. Here are five reasons they're super secure. First, no shared secrets. It's not based on symmetric secrets. It's based on public key cryptography, which is a really complex topic. Way too complex for us to really dive into the weeds with in this video. But basically, the way public key cryptography works is with a private public key pair. So for example, if you set up security key 2FA on a site like Twitter, your YubiKey will create a private key. You never reveal that private key to anyone, not even Twitter. It remains isolated on your physical security key, inaccessible to your mobile device or computer, or even malware running on the machine. Your YubiKey will then send Twitter the public key associated with it. The server is able to validate anything that you sign with your private key so that they know that you possess that private key and only you possess that private key. The fact that you don't need to send a sensitive code or secret across the internet is one reason why public key cryptography is more secure than shared secrets. Next, security keys usually use something called a challenge response authentication flow. This is to prevent phishing, which is where a scammer tries to lure you into giving up your credentials to a fake website. Again, a complicated topic, but here's a simple breakdown. Something called a challenge is delivered to your key, which could be something like the current time. This is then signed by the key and then passed back to the server. Anybody that's in line can't actually tamper with that challenge. 
challenge because the server knows, hey, I sent you my current time. So if you tamper with it, the server will reject it. This way, the challenge response authentication can't be stored by a hacker to be replayed at a future date. Third, security keys also help prevent phishing by only allowing authentication on the exact domain the key was registered. So if you're tricked into going to a fake website, the security key won't authenticate. Unlike with TOTP codes, for example, where you might accidentally give the code to a fake website, which they then use to log into your account. Fourth, security keys usually have signature counters. Each time you authenticate on that specific key, the counter goes up by one. So if you sign in, and the counter is five, and the next time the counter is six. Well, the, the third time you come back, the counter is now three. We've got to be concerned about what's going on there. It offers one more check for the relying party to use to see if something had somehow tampered with the security of the actual YubiKey itself. We are not aware of any known attacks that make these authentication events fishable. Fifth, security keys require user presence to authenticate. User presence is quite simply, are you there? Is a living, breathing human associated with this key. The reason that's important is if you end up with malware on your device, you need to make sure that that malware isn't able to sign in on your behalf. Requiring a user to reach up and touch their YubiKey, your malware has yet to figure out how to grow arms. They'll One have day. to incentivize it. Yeah, I'm worried that is the reality. <laughs> <laughs> so how does using one of these keys work in practice? It's super simple. In your privacy settings, you'll add a 2FA method. And if they support security keys, you'll opt to add a new key. Once that key is registered, each time you go to log into that account in the future, you'll type in your username and password, plug in your security key, and when it asks you to authenticate on the key, just reach out and touch it. That's it. Now someone can't just hack you over the internet by stealing your password. They actually need to physically be in possession of your key too. This makes your attack surface a whole lot smaller. Finding website support for secure key to FA used to be really rare, but today it's very common with almost all major platforms like Google, Facebook, Dropbox, and GitHub supporting it, as well as countless other websites. Using security keys on these platforms is actually really simple, but people get confused because there are all kinds of complicated terms thrown around to do with the protocols themselves and the capabilities on the devices you're purchasing. But this doesn't have to be confusing because most of these terms you'll see actually have nothing to do with what we're talking about, which is using a security key as a form of 2FA. They're usually referring to a bunch of other authentication tools that are unrelated, but also found inside some of the keys we'll be using. So let's quickly explain some of the jargon and let you know which parts you can ignore. One term you'll see a lot is FIDO. It stands for fast Identity Online. The FIDO Alliance is an open industry association that promotes authentication standards and interoperability across devices. Because there are a ton of ways that websites could secure user accounts, the FIDO Alliance creates standards so that the same tools and methods will work across various websites. The FIDO Alliance hosts a standard called FIDO U2F sometimes just called U2F, which stands for Universal Second Factor. The U2F protocol is a technical name for the entire focus of this video. It's a protocol that allows someone to add second factor authentication to their online account using a security key. FIDO2 is another term that you might see. 
FIDO2 is an extension of U2F. It contains this U2F capability that we're concerned about, but the FIDO2 spec also includes a whole bunch of other stuff that you can ignore for the purposes of this video. FIDO2 is kind of a multi-factor authentication protocol that unlocks passwordless use cases. Terms like passwordless, WebAuthn, CTAP2, they're all part of FIDO2, but the only part of FIDO2 that we care about for security key 2FA is U2F. Now, when we get to choosing key Keys, you'll see terms like smart card, PIV, OpenPGP, OTP. There's so many different capabilities in the YubiKey, it's kind of hard to explain that all of them live on the key at the same time, can operate independently of each other, and concurrently. Basically, there are certain security keys on the market that include all kinds of different authentication tools. Again, the only one we're concerned about for the purpose of this video is U2F, so don't let all those other terms confuse you. So now let's dive into the different models of security keys you could choose from. As mentioned, there are all kinds of brands that you can choose from, but we're going to focus on Yubico products for this video as an easy way to get started. One con of Yubico is that their keys are closed source, which limits the ability of the community to audit them. We'll look at some open source options in future videos. We basically offer three products. We offer the YubiKey, a security key, and the UBHSM. To be honest, the security key model is the only product that you should be looking at if you're just getting started. It's the cheapest and simplest, and it doesn't include all the confusing bells and whistles of some of the other products. The security key is only for FIDO authentication. That includes FIDO U2F, the one protocol that we're interested in for this video. The security key is targeted at general entry-level audience. There are two security key options you can choose from, depending on the device you'll be using it with, USB-A or USB-C. Both of these also support NFC, or near-field communication, which is what you'll use to authenticate when logging in on your phone. You're able to simply tap your key to the back of the phone, and the phone is able to communicate wirelessly. Now let's look at the YubiKey model. There are three different kinds of YubiKeys, the YubiKey 5 series, the YubiKey FIPS series, and the YubiKey Bio series. These support all kinds of authentication tools that we're not covering. PIV, smart card, open PGP, TOTP code, storing SSH keys, the list goes on. YubiKey 5 is the standard series. That key supports all of our authentication capabilities in the one device. They come in all shapes and sizes depending on what you're plugging the key into, including the Nano, which is a super small key that you can just keep in your computer at all times, and a lightning connector to plug into an iPhone. What we have to do is make sure that the key works in as many places as possible so that you're never locked out. Next is the YubiKey Bio series. This also includes all the other authentication tools that are outside of the scope of this video, but as far as U2F goes, the protocol that we're concerned about, instead of just touching the key to show your presence, you actually need to provide the correct fingerprint, which adds an extra layer of security. There's also a PIN number authentication option for these devices. So that we're not locking people out of their accounts just because they cut their finger while prepping dinner last night. We want to make sure you can get in and it is secure. The final type of YubiKey is the FIPS series. FIPS stands for Federal Information Processing Standards, and it's a set of standards to be used for US government agencies and contractors. The YubiKey FIPS series is compliant with those standards. The FIPS series is certified against FIPS 140-2, and it basically provides a certification by an independent lab 
that the YubiKey does meet all these claims. The final type of Yubico product is called the UBHSM series, which essentially is an enterprise solution. The UBHSM is a raw crypto device that we use for protecting secrets and building applications on. It's definitely outside the scope of this video. So to reiterate, if you're just getting started and only interested in exploring using security keys as 2FA on your accounts, you'll want to focus on the security key product. To end, here are some really important tips and best practices for using these security keys for 2FA. The very first thing you do is you go and enable um, security keys on your email accounts. Your email is often tied into the security of all your other accounts. So you want to keep that as secure as possible. Next. Do I have a password manager? Do I have a list of passwords? Let's protect that. Then take a look at things like Twitter, Facebook, accounts tied with your online identity, and look at your financial institutions. Eventually you want to add security key to FA on every account that supports it. But for now, ask yourself. What's your biggest reputational risk? What's your biggest financial risk? And start with those places. Next, how many keys should you get? Well, you can use a single key as 2FA on unlimited accounts, so you technically only need one key. But I highly recommend you get at least two because if you lose your key, you don't want to be locked out. And be aware that you can't just make copies of your key after the fact. And that is by design if you're actually going to have a reliably secure system. The second you start allowing for copies of the FIDO credentials, do I know for sure that it's this YubiKey registered to this person that's signing in. So you have to add each additional key manually to your account and register that specific key. Anytime you register one YubiKey, you grab a backup and register or a second one. Just do it right away. Most of the places that have implemented security keys just let you add a new one. You don't even have to disable your old one. Next, what if someone steals your key? Remember, it's second factor authentication. Someone would still have to know your password in order to access your account. So taking the key isn't useful by itself. If you do lose a key, you can simply log into the accounts registered with that key and remove it from your list of approved devices. And finally, what if an account doesn't support security key to FA? Well, First, write them an angry email asking why not. Joking. Not really. If they don't support security key to FA, enable TOTP codes. And if they don't support TOTP codes either, add whichever 2FA option they do allow. Any 2FA is better than none. It's actually shocking to me that there are still websites that don't support these keys, especially government sites that mandate that we hand over all kinds of sensitive information and don't even give us an option to protect that data. It's incredibly irresponsible and negligent. Most of these organizations have an obligation to support phishing resistance authentication. But we can still take proactive steps to add robust security on the websites that do support it. Start investing in your own security, in your own privacy, and start understanding what it means to take control of your identity online. There are so many people and so many services out there that are taking advantage of your data, of who you are, and are trying to compromise your accounts. Really make sure you understand what are those risks and how can I start to protect myself? Security keys are a must for privacy conscious individuals. It's something that you can do today and it will go a long way to helping you protect yourself online. And I'm a Bitcoin, Darren, I'm